Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to this weekly Torah study from New Beginnings Church in Bedford, Texas, taught by Pastor Scott Sigmund. We pray this message will help you better understand how God's Old Testament wisdom and New Testament revelation are meant to jointly fit together. Today, I want to share with you the principles that Pastor Scott passed on to me to uh, impart them into your life to help you reach a new level or a higher level of success in your life by actually applying these common sense principles, but looking at these common sense principles through a biblical lens. Amen? Amen. So today's subject are principles for success. If you like titles, the title is Thou Shall Prosper. My objective or my goal today is that we receive these principles and this revelation of principles and apply them to our lives and the purpose or the challenge I impart to you today is that with these principles you accomplish your divine purpose you live a life of excellence and you grow not only in a prosperous spiritual soul but you grow financially amen all right so I want to lay the groundwork that we place these principles on And it begins at the very beginning, God's purpose for our lives. God has called us to not only grow spiritually, but also grow financially in prosperity. We grow spiritually. We grow not only in our spirit, but in our soul. We grow not only in our spirit, man, but we also grow in our spirit, managing our mind, will, and emotion, our soul, man. You know, that soul, man can overcome your spirit man and not give you the direction you really need. Because our flesh, we know what our flesh can do to us. Amen? So, in 3 John chapter 2, I'm going to start with this verse. It says, Beloved friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way. Every way. And that you continually enjoy good health just as your soul prospers. That is in the, uh, the uh, Passion Translation. Also, we go on in Proverbs 10.22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. So, what do we have to do to walk in God's plan? What do we have to do to walk in divine spiritual growth and divine prosperity? It first starts with our mind. With the way we think. Amen? It starts as an inward work. It begins with our spirit and our soul and the renewing of our mind and our will and our emotion, as I said. As we work to build a prosperous soul, over time we build a prosperous life. Matthew twelve thirty five: a good person produces good things from the treasures of a good heart. Now, transforming our thinking... I always like this quote. Watch your thoughts. They become your words. Watch your words. They become your actions. Watch your actions. They become your habits. Watch your habits. They become your character. Watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Amen? I know that's a lot to write down, but it's so true. You see, 
this teaching that we're studying today is connected to that 50-day journey that Israel took when they left Egypt and went to Mount Sinai in those 50 days. And see, God was wanting to transform them from that crushing negative impact that they were under when they were in Egypt. For years, they suffered brutal torture, immoral indoctrination, and hard labor. That's what they were under. This resulted in a severe damage of their vision of what God had promised them. And we all know what that promise is. Genesis 12, 2 and 3. It says, I will make you, and this is God speaking to Abraham, but the people of Israel also own the vision and the dream. It says, I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great. You shall be a blessing And I will bless those, as we quote this all the time, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, and in us, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That's why it's so important that we get the right frame of mind and advance and grow. Because I'm telling you, as our soul prospers, everything around us prospers. Our health, our finances... Or, it's just an, it's just the law of God, and I'll I'll go into more of that. So God began to help them transform the spirit of their mind. He strived to rid them of that slave mentality, even though there were a group of those or a handful of them that wanted to go back. They wanted to go back into that stinking thinking, but it, that is not what God had for them. God helped them to look towards the new vision and the new values that God gave to Moses through the Torah. That's why they went there. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Let me ask you today. Do you have a mindset that is fixed, that doesn't really accept the promises necessarily, and that you stay broke, busted, and disgusted? That you're always going, oh, man, I don't feel, I, I have a family member. I have family members. Then anytime you see them, how you doing? Oh, man, I don't feel good. Every time you see them, how's like, oh, it's just this and that. That's, that's, that's not the right mindset. That's not, that's, that's thinking, thinking. Or do you have the mindset, a growth mindset, one that wants to learn the word of God, to learn and improve the things that you do for your living Or in your ministry. Because as you grow with this growth mindset, you can't help but prosper. All good things come. Amen? So, as God brought the Hebrews out of Egypt, took them to Mount Sinai, it represents God taking us from our sin nature through the cross, and bringing us over here into a life of abundance. That's the illustration of this story today. We're no, we're no longer there. We're here. This is where we are. This is who we are. But through that, sanctif- that, 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 that sanctification process, we go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. To glory. Amen? 
So God is wanting us to break free from sin. He wants us to rid ourselves of that sin nature. That's why Romans 12, 2 is something that, that I think about quite often. Because in the business world that I'm in, there's not a lot of, I, I mean, there are a lot of, but I mean, you're constantly being barraged. Listen, Laura sent me a deal the other day. Train your mind to hear the whispers of God as opposed to the yelling of the world. Train yourselves to listen to the whisper. Amen. Romans 12, 2 says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. Glory, glory, glory. By changing the way you think, then you will know what God wants you to do, and you will know how good and pleasing and perfect his will really is. So God wants us to walk in his promise, to serve and obey his precepts, just as he wanted Israel to do through the book of the Torah and the leading of Moses. Amen? Okay, this leads us into one of the key topics of discussion today. Amen? And it's out of the teaching of Leviticus 26. It teaches us how our lives will be affected by either the blessing or the curse. And we're going to just, we're going to park there in, in that scripture for a while. You see, our life is dependent on how we react to the word of God. Leviticus 26, 3 and 4 teaches us that if we make the right choices, we can expect the right blessing or the blessing. Leviticus 26.3, I'm going to read it. If you will walk with my laws and observe my commands and keep them, verse 4, then I will provide your rains at their proper times and the land will give its produce and the trees of the field will bear their fruit. And God goes on to explain the blessing further in Leviticus 6-13. through So through these scriptures, it is showing us God's peace, protection, Abundance and victory. So, to walk in that, there's a law of reaping and sowing. Are we going to sow obedience or disobedience? Amen? And that's where these principles that I share with you will help us to sow the right seeds. However... If we sow into our fleshly, worldly, ungodly desires, which you can see the evidence of that in Colossians 3, verse 5 and 9, it brings on the curse or the reprimands of God. Leviticus 26, 14, 16 says, However, if you do not listen to me or obey my commands, and if you break my covenant by rejecting my decrees, treating my regulations with contempt, and refusing to obey my commands... The word says, I will punish you. This is what was interesting in that study that Pastor Scott gave me, is that many Christians today reject the idea of the curse. They want to operate in the bless me club. You know, they only see the blessing side. Many of them believe that God's grace negates sowing and reaping. But the word is truth. And if you go to Galatians 6, it tells you don't 
be deceived by those teachings, by that philosophy. Okay? God will not be mocked. You will reap what you sow. Then we go on to Romans 8, 5 and 8. Those who are dominated by their sin nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. If your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life and peace. Amen? For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law. Never did. And it will never. That's why those who are still under control of their sinful nature can never please God. Amen? So, this week's Torah portion is the concept that every choice we make or avoid to make has consequences. And the very first thing we need to consider every day we get up, we say, Lord, not my will, but thy will. That puts you in position. Amen? That puts you on the right track and puts you in the right mindset. It also puts us on the right side of the law of sowing and reaping. It puts us to where God's blessing, His favor, His prosperity, His health, His healing, the sound mind of God. So there's no confusion. Remember, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen? So there are numerous factors into living in God's blessing. And I'm going to share these unique principles. Over time, they will cause you to advance if, you, if they're applied. Now, as I look at this group of people, many of you are applying a good part of these concepts. I know that. I can tell by just seeing you. I can see your spirit. I can see that these are applicable and being applied to your life. But there might be one or two things that you're missing. I tell my wife all the time sometimes in business, I'm like, Gosh, Laura, I'm missing some ingredients on this. I'm missing something because I'm not where I feel I need to be. How many of y'all ever felt like that? What is it that I'm missing? What do I got to do to get to the top? And Laura's infinite wisdom is, well, Mitch Ford, just give it to God. Listen to the whisper and be still. Be still. You know, because God's got us right where he wants us at this time. But we can always advance through the biblical principles of God. Amen. So here's principle number one. We need to have clarity in our life. We need to know exactly and have have an absolute clear vision of who we are, what we have, and what we can do. We cannot be wishy-washy in that. We can't be thinking, well, sometimes like God will help me do this. And there's other times you're like, well, I don't even think God's around. No, he's here. He's in you. He, 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 he helps you have that clear vision. Also, in that vision, you need to have clear goals set. Set goals and then plan on working your goals every day. How many of you write your goals down at the beginning of each year? I, I do. I do. I'm, I'm always writing goals down 
And then I keep a list of things I got to work on through the day. And sometimes I have a full page of stuff. But it helps me to stay focused with clarity. And you know, you may start the day with four or five things, but at the end of the day, you've got another three or four that you've got to, you've got to get done. And so you push through and get it done. But set your goals, plan your day every day to meet your goals, and know that these are the values that help set you up for success. And uh, let me ask you this. In setting your goals, do you set them to serve God or to serve yourself? Is it, a, is it a me goal or is it a us goal? Okay? Have clarity in that. And uh, also, do you have an expanding vision? Can you see beyond just today? Can you see beyond? I was having a conversation with one of my people the other day, and we, we were discussing the car business in regards to inventory and actually the lack of inventory. Uh, I travel around, and I work a lot of different auctions. And I share this story because we have to stop and, and think about this, you know. And I went in and explained to them, hey, we had so many years, a couple years where we didn't make cars. And, and uh, I said, go in and take a look at the stocks on these parts companies and look how their stocks have, have, have blown up. I said, uh, people aren't trading their cars. They're really not trading their cars. And then what cars that do get traded for, they stay normally at the dealerships. We don't see them like we used to all the time. And I said, the market's going to continue to shrink because they didn't build cars. They didn't build cars for a couple of years. So people are just hanging on to these cars, hanging on to these cars, hanging on to these cars. And so we have to change the way we think in acquiring our inventory. Okay? So I was expanding the vision, all of us to begin to brain, you know, have a brainstorm and, and, and start looking at different ways having that vision, that expanded vision. So that's something that, uh, for me in my business, as an example. But let me ask you this. What is your expanded vision on your walk with God? What is your expanded vision for your family? What is your expanded vision on your career? What is your expanded vision on your finances. Things to think about. But the beautiful thing is if we give them to the Lord, the Lord will show us. He will show us. He will give us those answers as we seek Him. Amen? So uh, I want to encourage you to continue to seek and pray to the Lord for guidance and counsel. In Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, it says, When there is no clear prophetic vision people quickly wander astray but when you follow the revelation of the word heaven's bliss fills your soul number two competence 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 is defined on this study as being very good at what you do becoming a student of what you do, striving to be an expert of what you do, and, and being the best at what you do. Making excellence a primary goal in your life. Amen? 
It's also dedicating your energies to the quality of your studies, your work, and the way you walk out your life. It is also uh, maintaining a high level of integrity. Listen, integrity is a very valuable asset, as we all know. Very, very, very. So I want you to understand that everything we do is a self-portrait, self-picture of us. So autograph your work every day with a signature of excellence. Be, Be competent in what you do. Know that the task ahead of us is not as great as the power that is behind us. That we can do all things. Amen. Number three. I want you to understand there are constraints in us reaching our goals, reaching our success. You will experience many constraints and limitations that try to break us down. Try to frustrate us and distract us. And know that that is not of God, but that is of the enemy. Because the enemy knows what's inside of you. He knows the potential in which you carry. He knows that you personally, personally can wound him. And he doesn't want you to have any part of success. But seeks God's wisdom and divine favor and peace when you are facing adversities or constraints. And remember again, success is an inside job. It starts here. It actually, as we are saved, it starts here. It starts here. We know in our heart. You know, there are scriptures that uh, when, I'm, when I'm dealing with that, these constraints and the frustrations and things that are keeping me from being able to get through, I, I always remember that, and Laura gave me this verse a couple years ago that was kind of my mantra for the year. And it was, I walk by faith, not by sight. I know right now this situation's tough, and I'm not getting my breakthrough, but I know that who is in control. The other thing, too, is in Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for those who love God. So when we're faced a constraint, it seems it's like it's too big for us. We know in the end, It's going to be handled. Okay? I also know that all things, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that I know all my needs are met according to his glorious riches. So when you have constraints, you speak the word of God at that constraint. Now, I I read a couple years ago when I was on vacation, a book written by Norman Vincent Peale. Do you guys know Norman Vincent Peale? I like old Norman Vincent Peale. And um, I read his book, Success Through a Positive Attitude, and he touched on this very thing of constraints and not getting breakthrough. And the bottom line of that chapter and his quote for that chapter, he says, hey, listen, if you have a problem, try to go around it, try to go over it, try to go under it. If nothing else, plow right through it. Because like I said, the power behind us, the power behind us is not as great as it as that situation is in front of us. Amen? So, uh, we will be faced with constraints, but we know who we are and who we belong to. The fourth thing is a creative mind, creativity. And creativity comes from God because God is the creator. 
And we want the mind of Christ. Amen? Creativity is a big part of our success. It inspires collective thinking. It nurtures ideas. It supports resilience. It makes us a better problem solver. How many of you want to be a better problem solver? Seems like my job consists of that quite often at times. We have to constantly figure it out. But as we, as we develop that, bigger problems are really small problems. But it was a big problem two years ago. But now we face that same thing, and it's like uh, we have the solution. Creativity also makes us more optimistic. And creativity actually reduces anxiety, stress, and depression. It combats that. So be open and ask God to impart in you creative solutions. Give you creative ideas and let you draw on your creative experiences. And uh, helps you give, gives you new ideas and solutions. Amen. And this all helps us grow. Not only spiritually, but mentally, physically, and financially. Amen. Number five. This is a big one too. Ask for divine concentration. Success is harder to achieve without concentration. I know people that have got a million fires and three or four projects that never get done. And they always start another one here and another one there. And unfortunately, that just adds more pressure and stress to their life because they're not focused. But if we learn to ask God to teach us the values of a high-value asset or a high-value task to a low, he'll help you. He'll help you. And make it a habit of asking God every day for a creative mind. Before I go into my work, and my work consists of me going into a car auction for the most part, I always thank God for the opportunity to be able to do what I do because I really, really enjoy what I do in that regard. But I say, Lord, I ask for wisdom. I ask for creativity. Let me see the vehicles that somebody may not look at in a positive light. But I can look at that car and be creative in my mind knowing what I can do to turn that car into a financial blessing in my life and my family's life and the people that work for me. So let me ask you, when you're dealing with a task or you're dealing with something, ask God for that. Take on that same mind. Pray for that every day. And behind that, pray for the favor of God to be in your life and the favor of man. Because through your creativity, you can navigate and you will find yourself in places that you could never imagine being in. It's crazy how it works. But I, I experienced that. I, I mean, it's like, wow. So, anyway, Joshua 1.7. The word says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all my instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. What he's saying is stay focused. Don't, go, don't get distracted here. Don't get distracted there. Of course, don't, don't add to the word or subtract from the word. But it also applies to our life. Stay focused. God has ordained your plan. Every day he has your life written out. He wrote it before you were born. Concentrate on it and listen to the whisper. And concentrate on what it is God has you to do. And you will find yourself walking in abundance. Amen?
Number six, have courage. God wants to stir courage up in us. He wants the lion within us to stand strong. He wants us to move out of our comfort zone and set us on the path of accomplishments. And sometimes being out of your comfort zone takes a lot of courage. There's been places that I've gone that I need to go and introduce myself and talk to people. And sometimes I really don't want to go do that. As I pull up to these dealerships, and, and I'm sorry I use my business as references to this, but this is life to me. Amen? This is life. And so uh, uh, you would think it'd be easy to go in there because, like any salesman, you're going to have rejection. Last week, I went into a handful of dealerships because of the lack of inventory, and we're trying to find everything we can, and they run us out. And not very nice. They don't want us coming back. So by the time you get to your third guy, you're like, God, please give me courage to go in here and see if I can make something happen. Let me not have a negative mindset. Let me be able to get in here and, and, and introduce myself and receive a warm welcome. Amen? So that is a reference to courage for me. There may be many other things that you need to step out of your comfort zone and do, but know that God is stirring the courage up within you, and you can do it. Because that's His plan. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to be successful. Because it, as believers, our success equates to other people receiving the Word of God and them growing and being successful. That's what it's about. Amen? Deuteronomy 3.6 says, So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. And do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. And that's the other thing. When we go, we know. He is there waiting on us. He is there. Okay? And He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Amen? All right. Number seven. This is the last one. We'll be out of here. This is continuous action. Continuous action, being in motion. It's a common quality to successful people. And successful people are constantly in motion. Sure, they get rest. They may work, sleep three, four hours a day. No, I'm kidding. You need to get your rest. Okay? But they are continuously in motion, and they do not sit back and wait for God to drop it in their lap. If they receive a revelation, or they know in their knower, that they know, you better go. Don't sit and wait. You'll get stale. You've got to be moving constantly and always. Always. And as you go, bring the word with you because it is your sword. Amen? Always. Continuous action people are always proactive and reactive. They're always working, always thinking, always evaluating their processes, and they continually, conti- they continually increase in their productivity and success. A person in action. Not all of us are geared in, as high-strung people. Some of us are more calm, relaxed, but know that God still wants us to be moving towards the kingdom goal. Amen? 
All right. So in Second Chronicles fifteen seven, but as for you, be strong and do not give up. Be in action, for your work will be rewarded. Amen. So here's my challenge to you today, everybody. I ask that we all, including myself, continue to strive to accomplish our divine purpose through the application of these principles. Live our life strong and courageous. Pray daily and ask God to help us every day to develop these principles in our lives. Also ask God for excellence, humility, and grace. This is something that I ask for first thing in the morning. You know, um, I'm like, God, I want to present myself with excellence wherever I go. And let me tell you, a life of excellence elevates you. And as you begin to elevate, people are going to look upon you. So it's so important that they look up at you, that you acknowledge the big G and not think that you're the little G. You hear me? That's where humility is so important. And the last thing is the grace of God. There's going to be things that will come into your life that will aggravate the living heck out of you. But grace is the repellent of that controlling your mind. Grace. Pray for excellence, humility, and grace. And as you walk through that, you will find your life going from glory to glory. Helps in the elevation of. Amen? All right. Ask for, a, ask for the spiritual and physical and financial blessing in your life from God. And the other thing is, God, make us aware of other people around us in need. This church is a church of tycoon olam. We strive to repair the broken world. And I thank God that he placed me here under Pastor Larry and Tiz's ministry for me to receive that revelation in such a way that has made a great impact on my life personally. Personally. I mean it. And it's important that we too make that a priority as we strive and reach these new heights. Amen? Amen. And the last thing, as Pastor Larry and as Pastor Scott tells us, know that your very best is yet to come. Amen? Let's pray. I'd like to pray the blessing over you today. Father, we just come to you today. We thank you for this word. Father, I ask that you bless us and keep us, that you make your face to shine upon us and be gracious to us, and that you lift up your countenance and give us peace. I pray that righteousness, peace, and the joy of the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of heaven, consume us, and that we are like that tree planted by the streams of living water, that our leaves never wither, and we produce fruit in every season, and wherever we go or whatever we touch shall be blessed. We thank you today, God, and we pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Amen.